Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Rabbi Karnofsky, and I'm with the Denver Community Colo. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing an amazing topic, infinity versus limitation. So obviously we need to understand what is infinity and what's its purpose. What is limitation and what's its purpose? And can the two ever come together? Or are they always going to be a clash? So let's dive into this topic and let's do it layer by layer, step by step. So we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu God is an infinite existence. He doesn't have a beginning, He doesn't have an end, He doesn't have a middle. It's just infinity. It's hard for the brain to comprehend what this means. But this is what we know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what we call Ein Sof, infinite light. Just goes on and on. Infinity. No more words. No better word than that. We know that our existence is very finite, very limited. We know that the world that we live in, the physical world, everything physical is finite. It has a beginning. It has an end. It's got a dimension. It has a color. It has a size. It weighs a certain thing. Very finite world that we live in, and we ourselves are finite beings. We have a beginning, and we, we do have an end. How do we connect the finite to the infinite? And what is the purpose? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite, and of course He is, why did He create limited human beings? Why did He create such a limited, finite world? Why didn't He create infinity once again? Why aren't we all infinite? Why is it that He wanted, apparently, that this world should be a very finite world? This is the topic we need to understand. And the place that we're going to get into this topic is in Parsha's bow where it talks about the plague of Choshech, the plague of darkness. And that's an opening where we can gain a little bit of understanding into this topic of infinity versus limitations. And what is the purpose of each of them? So if you take a look at the plague of darkness, Makas Choshech, the wording it uses when Hashem came to punish the Egyptians with the ninth plague, He told Moshe, lift up your hands to the heaven, and there's going to be darkness. Now the words that He uses over there for darkness is V'yamesh Choshech. Almost like the darkness should be tangible. The word v'yamish is an interesting word the commentaries want to know. What does this mean? Thick darkness, tangible darkness. What is darkness? What exactly is this all about? Take a look at the Medrash. The Medrash says a puzzling thing. The Medrash says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda teaches us, Mechoshech shel ma'ala. This darkness came, a very elevated, uplifting darkness came down. A choshech of above. This wasn't regular darkness that came down to the Egyptians to plague them. It was a choshech of above. Shanam and quotes a verse in Tehillim. Yoshes choshech sisroi. He places darkness. God places darkness around him to hide him. So the voice of Sukhase, it's like a sukkah, shields him. And then Rabbi Nechami has a different opinion that this was the darkness of Gehanim. But let's talk a little bit about Rabbi Huda's understanding. This was a darkness from above. What does this mean, darkness from above? What exactly is darkness from above? How do we understand such a thing? And what's the purpose of darkness coming from above, whatever it is? If you look at the verse that he quotes, the Pasuk in Tehillim, Yashas Choshech Sisrei, the commentaries over there say that actually refers to a very hidden light. Aragonus, that Hashem is hiding with the darkness. But the verse is not referring to darkness, it's referring to what's behind the darkness. He hides his infinite light with darkness. But why are we quoting a verse that's really talking about great light? To talk about the darkness that came down onto the Egyptians as the Jews were trying to leave Mitzrayim. How do we understand what is this Choshech all about? And what was its purpose? So the Kedushas Levi, Reb Levi Yitzchak of B'dittin, he reveals something incredible, something amazing. And this is eye-opening to understand this whole topic of infinity and limitations. And he says, do you want to know what the darkness was that came down to the Egyptians? He says, think about it from another angle. 
the Pasuk writes that the Jewish people, at the same time that there was darkness in the world, the Jewish people were able to see. B'nai Yisrael, l'chol b'nai Yisrael There was light where their dwelling places were. They had light. So the Egyptians were in thick, tangible darkness. The Jewish nation had light. Now, how's that possible? So simply we understand that it was a miracle. And of course it was. Hashem could do anything. God could do whatever He wants. And He could make it dark for one person and light for another person. But the Kedushas Levi said, if you look in the wording of the verse, it says, The very thing itself that was darkness for the Egyptians was light for the Jews. We're not talking about two distinct things. It wasn't that light came down from the Jews, darkness came down from the non-Jews, for the Egyptians. The very thing that was dark for the Egyptians was light for the Jewish people. What does this mean? And he says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light is infinite. And somebody who doesn't have the vessel to see infinite light will see darkness. Think about a very simple example. The sun, as we know it, extremely powerful and bright. Can't look at the sun. If somebody would look directly at the sun, what would they see? They would actually just see black. They would see a black dot. Their eyes would become black. They would see nothing. They would see zero. When you look down at earth, as the sun filters down its way into earth, we're able to see light. So we can't see something which we don't have the vessels to see if it's too big. Sometimes something could be dark because it's extremely dark because there's a lack of light. Sometimes we could see darkness, just the opposite. There's so much light, it's too big for us. Our eyes don't have the ability to process it. And in this place, we're going to see darkness. We're not really in a dark place. We're really in an extremely bright and light place. It's a radiant place. Just we don't have the vessels to see it. Hashem's light is infinite. If Hashem would release His infinite light, we would see zero. We would see nothing. Hashem had to limit His light. The reason why He created limitations is to allow us to be able to grasp it. Because when it's infinite, you get nothing. You just have infinity and you say, wow, oh my gosh. It's like we see a site where somebody sees, you see Niagara Falls or you see the Grand Canyon and your mouth is just open. You have nothing to say. It's just like, wow, what is this? It's huge. It's incredible. There are no words. We can't process it. But if we give a rock and we take one little thing and we look at a mountain, a specific mountain, we look at a specific river, a specific tree, a plant, one of the beauties of the world, and we're able to analyze it, we're able to see greatness, we're able to see grandeur, beauty. In this place, because it's limited, we have the vessel and the ability to analyze it and understand what the thing is. Limitations are good because they allow us to comprehend them. They're not good when we get stuck in the limitation and we don't move on from there. But to allow us to get through the door, we need a limitation of light. Says the Kedushas Levi, the great Reblev Yitzchak of Berdichev, when Hashem wanted to bring darkness to the Egyptians, you know what He did? He actually removed all the barriers, all the limitations got taken off, and He unleashed the full infinite light. The Egyptians had no way of looking at that. They didn't have the vessels. They didn't have a soul like we did. They didn't have a neshama at the level that the Jewish people did. And in place of such infinite light, it was thick darkness for them. But Yomesh Choshech says the Madras, this darkness came down from above. What does this mean, darkness came from above? What this means is, is that the darkness we're talking about over here is an infinite light that came down and somebody who doesn't have the ability to see that will see tangible darkness. Says the Pasuk, amazing, this very thing itself, for the Jewish people, 
This infinite light, because we have bigger abilities, because we're able to see stuff, because we have a soul, a great soul that can comprehend infinity, we were able to see the biggest light ever. It wasn't just that it was also light for the Jewish people. When they were in darkness, we had the biggest light we had ever merited to see. Makas Choshech, it was dark and light at the same time. Because it wasn't the darkness from down here, says the Medrash. This is referring to a Choshech Shomalo, a darkness that came from above, an infinite unleashing of light. If you have the ability and the vessel, you'll see it. If not, you're going to be looking straight at the sun. You're not going to see anything. So if we want to understand from here, infinity is amazing. Infinity is where we all want to get to. It's where we want to connect to. But if we don't start with a limitation, we're going to end up with nothing. Even us Jewish people, yes, we have the ability sometimes to see great things. But we also need to start from a limited place. We need to take something small, something concrete. Analyze it, connect to it, understand it. But here comes the big difference. The angels, as an example, they're stuck in that place. Hashem placed them in the world in a limited place. They're amazing. They can fly wherever they want. They can get from A to B fast. By the end of the day, they're in a specific orbit. They're in a specific spot in this limited system that Hashem set up in the world. Animals are in a specific spot. The stones, the rocks, the rivers, the mountains. Everything is stuck in its place. It's limited and it is what it is. There's one entity that God created called the human being, and specifically the Jewish human being, that he gave in a shama, and yes, human beings need to work with limited things. But we're not limited to our limitation. We take one limitation and we add on another step of the limitation. And then from there we go to the next step, and from there we go to the next step. Because we're connected to the source, and the source is an infinite source, there's infinite levels to how much we could grasp. So day one, as an example, we start off and we understand Torah at this limited level. Great. Day two, we come along and we go higher up on the ladder. And then day three, we go even higher. And day four, to infinity. Because we're never stuck in our place. But if we don't start from a specific place, we're just going to end up with our mouths open, staring at the world and getting nowhere. We need to start with a small, concrete thing that we could comprehend. But don't get stuck there because we're unique. That we can go beyond this limitation and get to the next level of the limitation. And then get the next level and get to the next level. And keep on going because this is an infinite journey, because we're from infinity, and we're going to get back to infinity. So if you want to know the purpose of infinity versus limitation, can they come together? The answer is that yes, they're the opposite of each other. But Hashem created one existence, one entity called the Jew that is able and needs a limitation because without that he'll have nothing. Without that we'll, we'll, we'll just be staring at the light and with our mouths open, but we won't do anything with it. And he said, take a little bite. Take a little bite-sized piece of light. Taste it. Feel its radiance. Connect to me. I'm infinite, but you could connect to me through this bite-sized piece of inspiration that you just heard. But don't stop there. Keep on going. Keep on going. Because it's an infinite journey of climbing through limited levels. That's how limitations and infinity come together. You need the limitation, but the limitation is infinite. Keep on going. Keep on going. And keep on adding pieces. The Gemara teaches us that the end of times when the world's about to be renewed. And it's going to be the separation of the wicked people from the righteous people. What is HaKadosh Baruch going to do? The Gemara says a strange thing. 
The Gemara says Hashem is going to take the sun out of its leash, out of its shield. He's going to release the full intensity of the sun. And what's going to happen is Sadiqim Misrapin Ba, the righteous people, are going to become, they're going to feel better. They're going to be healed by this light. It's going to be Gehenim. It's going to be hell for the wicked people. The sun's going to come out full blast. The very same sun that's going to come out is going to heal the righteous and cause suffering to the wicked people. Says the Kedushas Levi, this is exactly what's going on. Because when things are unleashed and we get a little closer to what you call infinity, when the sun, the radiant sun, the light is just sent out, it's sent out to the world. That's what's going to be at the end of times when we're ready to go to the world to come. But only people who have the vessels to deal with it are going to enjoy it. The other people, it's going to be, what should I do with this? I can't do anything with it. I don't know where to go. I can't go there because it's infinite. I can't go to that corner because it's infinite. So what do I do with it? But the tzaddik, the righteous person that went through this finite world, connected to infinity, he built vessels in his lifetime that allows him in the world to come to appreciate infinite light. So it's tzaddik that went through this life constantly going up and up and up and up one limited level after the next. He will merit when this sun comes out unleashed out of its shield. He's going to love it. It's going to be the best thing in the world. But the Russia, the person who kept himself in his finite limited existence and said, I'm limited and that is what it is. I have nothing to do with infinity. I'm stuck in my place in my box that I made around myself and that's where I can go. When this sun comes out, when this hidden light comes out and it's infinite, he's not going to know what to do with himself. What do I do? Where do I go? It's painful. I can't do anything. I can't go there and I can't go there and I'm left with nothing. When staring at infinity, if we have the vessels, we have everything. If we don't have the vessels, it's darkness. It's nothing. For the Egyptians, it's dark. For the Jewish people, it's light. For the wicked people, it's dark. For the righteous people, it's going to heal them. It's going to be the most blessed thing that we have in the world. So if we want to take this concept to a practical level, I heard this from Aaron Lapiansky, and many people speak about it, and it's something that I feel is something we struggle with. Let's take an example. We're approaching Shabbos. Shabbos comes up. Now, if we look a little bit in the Sfarim and the Sages and the Commentaries and the Kabbalists, we'll see unbelievable, incredible things about Shabbos. Things that we just... You know, on and on and on about the sanctity of Shabbos and the levels we can reach on Shabbos, the holiness, the food that we eat, every single thing, it's infinite. The light that comes down on Shabbos to the world is just incredible. Now, what do I do with this? What am I supposed to do with it? So I come into Shabbos, I know all this information, and at this point, it's too much. It's information overload. It's infinite. What do I do with it? I'm going to come into Shabbos, and I have nothing. It's not going to do anything for me. Because when I'm dealing with a concept that's too big for me to grasp, I'm going to end up doing nothing with it. So what's a smarter way to go about it? Take and focus on a bite-sized piece of Shabbos that we could connect to. Yes, it's not the full picture, but it doesn't matter because this is what's important. Take and focus, and it could be I'm going to focus on the Friday night prayer. could be I'm going to focus on the L'chadodi. could be I'm going to focus on the meal that I have, Shalashidus, the third meal. Maybe I'm going to focus on Kiddush. I'm going to learn a specific commentary on Shabbos. And this is going to be my limitation. But it's going to allow me to enter the door of Shabbos. I'm going to get into Shabbos through this doorway. Because we don't look at limitations as things that stay where they are. Limitations is our door to the infinity door. That's how we get through the door of Shabbos. 
When we come to Pesach, Sukkot, Shavuos, Hanukkah, all these things are so big. If we don't limit them to ourselves, we're going to end up with nothing. Limit them, if you just look at the limitation, you also have nothing. But if we look at limitations as our door to infinity, we're going to get to the place that we want to get to. Start with a little bit of Shabbos, with a little bit of Yom Tif, with a little bit of understanding in Torah, and go from there to the next level, go from there to the next level, and go from there to the next level. And I want to conclude with one final thought. Many times we go through life and we feel zero inspiration. We feel nothing. We feel as if we don't know where Hashem is in our lives. We don't feel His presence. We're not inspired, we're not interested, we're not motivated. And we think that it's because we're just in a place devoid of light. In light of what we're saying, we could view this in a completely different way. One of our Moshe Shapiro's disciples, his students, one came, once came and asked him an interesting question. And he said, how is it that I go to the coastal, the western wall, one of the holiest places that we have today in the world, and I should feel the divine presence in a very strong way. And I go there and I feel nothing. I feel zero. I don't feel any inspiration. I'm standing at the western wall, the coastal, and I don't feel any inspiration. Why is it like that? And Rav Moshe Shapiro told him this point. He responded and he said, when you're looking at the sun, you don't see anything. And this is his point he was making to him. You could be in the holiest place in the world and you're not going to see anything. Because if you don't have the vessels to see it, you're simply just going to see nothing. You could be at the coastal, could be the base of Mikdash. But if we haven't built up the ability to see these things in the proper light, we're just not going to see anything. But that doesn't mean we're in a place devoid of light. It's just the opposite. It means we're in the brightest place in the world. We just don't yet have the capacity to understand where we are. And I feel like this could be a game changer in the way we approach life. If we're feeling a lack of motivation, if we're feeling a lack of godliness in our lives, if we're feeling a lack of spirituality, a lack of light, it may not be because we're in a place devoid of light. It may be just the opposite. It may be that there's so much light in this place that we simply yet haven't built for ourselves the capacity to understand and appreciate the place that we are. How do I get there? Build it up. One limited piece after the next. But don't think that if we came into our Shabbos and we felt nothing, that means that there's nothing going on in Shabbos. Just the opposite. It means there's too much going on in Shabbos. And I'm not yet ready for it. How do I get ready for it? Start with a piece. Add on and add on another piece. But we have to realize that our lives are full of light. It's just a question of, are we yet at a place that we've built up the capacity to understand the light of the world that we live in? When we go to the world to come, we're going to take another look at this world that we lived in. And we're going to see that we lived in a world of radiant light. We didn't see it, we didn't feel it, because we didn't yet have the capacity to understand it. In the world to come, if we worked our hardest in this world, we'll merit to see that the place that we lived, not, you didn't have to go anywhere else, the very seat that we were sitting on, the place where we are is holy. There's light everywhere. There's light in our lives. There's light in our families. There's light in our countries. Wherever we are, we're filled with light. It may be infinite, and therefore I don't see it. It may be too much. Build it up. Take a piece. Focus on a piece. Climb up until one day we'll get to see a little bit of taste of what this infinite light really could look like.